My message this morning is entitled, uh, yeah, Keep Calm and Carry On. Have you, have you seen this message before? You know, in a, in a public place, you say, keep calm and carry on. Oh, in, in, Hok, uh, in, in, in Cantonese, mo siong kwan. Mo siong kwan, no worries. Just go on, right? Okay, because Jesus said, worrying is not going to add anything extra to your life. It's going to take away things, but it won't add things to your life. Okay? Now, how many of you, uh, my, my, this is not the actual theme. This is the title of my sermon. The actual theme is patience. Okay? The reason why I didn't want to put patience on the actual theme is in case my wife saw it and then start to laugh. You preach on patience? <laughs> so I put it, you know, keep calm and carry on. She asked me what is the sermon about. It's about keeping calm and carry on. Okay, so she was just listening. Okay, if I told her it was about patience, she would probably be thinking, oh no. Right? Now, how many of you, you, you know, feel that you are a patient person? I see, I see like, you know, Derwin is like, I don't know. I'm really not sure whether he's got a neck pain. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does it mean? You're patient. How many of you think you are patient? Okay, you think you're patient, huh? Okay, I tell you what. Let's do this. Eh? You, you pray for the next one month. God, add more patience to me. Okay, because you're patient already, right? So you want more patience, right? Okay, you pray. Okay? Because the moment you pray that, you're going to have more problems. <laughs> that, that is the way patience is developed, right? Now, there, there's no way you can have a protected life. You can have everything that you want and then be patient. You know, for example, if you live in a palace with 500 rooms, mm, then you say, I'm very patient. Of course, nah. you know, you, you live in a palace with 500 rooms, you don't even know how many, you've never even been to some of those rooms, you know, you don't know all the problems that happen in the palace, of course. You will feel that you are the most patient person, right? So, how many of you will pray this month? Join me in this project, you know, to pray for more patience. Thankfully, today is 26th of June. Only another four days to go. <laughs> Have we started this project on the 1st of June? Then I think you should be dead already by the end of June, right? Okay. Now, I, I just want to impress you a little bit with my Greek. So this is, this is the word that often appears in the New Testament. Actually, very, very f there are very few times in the New Testament the word patience appears. Right? And depending on which version you read, uh, the, the one that says the fruit of the Spirit, patience, right? So actually the one that is the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, right? Yeah, is this one. Long-suffering, okay? That means to show patience in spite of troubles. Now, <clears throat> if for example you are driving on the highway, yours is the only car, right? You cannot say, I'm very patient today because there are no problems. But let's say you're driving on the highway and it's like a nine-hour, nine-hour like traffic jam, right? I don't know about you, but me, the biggest problem I have is I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> now, that is when I don't think anyone in the car will like me because I need to go to the toilet. Yeah? <laughs> Yesterday, I was driving back. Uh, I went to speak in Batu Pahat and then I come back to JB. And... I, I was thinking, I think I'll, I will go home to go to the toilet. I won't stop anywhere. And then on the other side of the road, right, there was a police check. Police check at 
12.30 a.m. It was like five kilometers check on the other side of the road. So I said, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Because if I was on the other side, I think I would, I would really jump into the sea. Eh? <laughs> I can't be hard. Why, why 12.30 you want to do this? Do something else. Uh. We all go back and sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is long-suffering. So how many of you feel that you long-suffer? No, all, all the other hands went down. Because the Bible actually don't have this kind of patience. Uh. I tahan, uh. <laughs> okay, no, actually it's long-suffering. Now, there's another word that we often, uh, some of the translations, they translate as patience, right? The capacity to accept, tolerate trouble. That's what happened to the people on the opposite side of the road. You said they were having to accept delay, trouble, suffering, without getting angry or upset. This one, I don't care how many times I take the test, I will fail. The moment I have delay, I have trouble, or any discomfort, susa. You know? Now, let me ask you guys, right? What time is lunch? Hmm? What time is lunch? One o'clock. What if I locked the door and kept you here until three o'clock? <laughs> Will you show me what they call it in the Greek, hupomone? Would you, would you continue to listen to me? Would you continue to give me your attention? Would you not get upset and angry? I think if I go on 15 minutes extra, you will accept, right? Two hours? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Even, even if I am, uh, say, a guest to you, I don't think you, you'll take it, right? So, I don't think that's what the Bible actually means for us to just um, don't get upset about things, Right? Uh, there, are, there are moments when we should be upset. Okay? We, we should not be not upset about things when they are wrong. Okay? So now, I don't want you telling your parents, uh, Daddy, I'm doing the wrong things, please be patient. <laughs> this is not the purpose of this message this morning. Okay? I, think, I think what Daddy can do is to say, I am not happy with what you do. If you do it the next time, there will be severe consequences. This is, consider this is your first and only warning. Uh, which is what I do all the time. You know? I, I will say it in that language. I said, you know, human beings will be told one time. After that, there will be consequences which you don't want to know. Okay, so the second time is no longer that. Daddy, you don't have patience. No. I think uh, that is when something else comes into place and it's called instruction. Okay, so we cannot, we cannot misunderstand this, right? Now, I want you guys to look at this. How many of you have been betrayed before? One, two, three. The others were the one doing the betraying, right? <laughs> okay, because only three people. I got betrayed before. Yes, the others were. <laughs> no. Right. How many of you, think back, okay? When you got betrayed, you talked about it for a long time. Okay, that's what I mean by uh, what happens to you becomes the biggest thing in your life. This happened to me, you know. They did it this way. And after a while, the story becomes a little bit more uh, flavor in it. <laughs> because the memory eh, got added on with ad- additional details. Right? And that makes it more painful. Right? Okay? So this middle one, right? I call this the people who are always talking about what happened to them. On the left, 
are people who are focused on what's happening in them. What's happening in them. That is most important. So, let me give you an example. I went to a church some years ago in Canada, and the person who was introducing me was not the pastor. The pastor told me, I can't be here today to introduce you because I have to be in another church, but please, you know, uh, take all the time you want to minister, and I will have one of my elders to introduce you. Okay? Now, it was the first time I was in that church. It was also winter, very cold, and I forgot to bring enough clothing. And all the people in the church, they didn't look like you. They didn't look like me, you know. So I was thinking, I have to make sure I speak in a way that they all can understand what I am going to say, right? So on top of that, I was nervous first time. On top of that, I was also cold. Cold, nervous, and being very self-conscious. Not a good combination. Now, the person who went to introduce me, he said, I don't know why our speaker was asked to speak to us today. I don't know who he is, so I can't introduce you to him. I can just ask him to come up to the pulpit and introduce himself. <laughs> that was my introduction. <laughs> you know, I was cold, I was self-conscious, and I was nervous. Now, add to that, I don't know what other feelings should come on me, right? And I was thinking to myself, that is what just happened to me. But what if I focus on what can happen in me right now? You know? And so I said, okay, let me reframe this. And I said, you know, it's a dangerous thing to ask a speaker to introduce himself. I will never get to my first point. <laughs> so you're, you, I'm, I'm sure you'll forgive me if I go straight to my first point. Ah, and the people all clapped their hands. They were very happy. <laughs> they said, oh, this is the first time we finally get a speaker who understands time management. Oh, they were very happy, all kinds of hands. So the atmosphere changed. I have found that many times you respond another way, the atmosphere will change. You respond another way and the atmosphere will change. Okay? Now, I can only choose. Do I want to talk about what happened to me? Or do I want to talk about what can happen in me? What happened in me is me working with the Holy Spirit. The last part, nothing to do with me, okay? last part is, there is no limit to what can God do through me if I have always focused on what God is doing in me, okay? It is very difficult to help people who always talk about what happened to them. You know, pastor, you must listen to me. This is what a person did, this is what a person did, blah, 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 very, very detailed. There, there, there is a lady who had a divorce from her husband five years ago. I think I have heard her divorce story now like eight times. Because every time she talked to me, she would tell me, Pastor, did you know I'm divorced? I said, yeah, I think you told me. They said, I must tell you again. So I said, what, you got divorced again? No, it's the first one. <laughs> so for the five years, she's always talking about this divorce. The man is already missing. Okay? Because the man actually was poisoning her. The man wiped out her entire bank account, took away about 10 million US dollars and left her with nothing. She, she survived, she didn't die. Okay? So she, she divorced him. And so now she has to pick up the pieces of her life. Right? Uh, she keeps on talking about, Pastor, why he did this to me? He told me he loved me. I was thinking, not the first man to say that. <laughs> and won't be the last man to say and then do that. Hmm? 
Okay? And then she said, you know, I don't know why uh, God didn't protect me. Well, I said, if you want to talk about the divorce, I'm not going to help you because I can't go back five years from now. But what you can do with me is we can see what's happening now so that what happened in us will determine what is going to happen through us. What's going to happen through us is the future. Okay? Uh, five years, right? Uh, there are good days and then there are bad days, more bad days than good days. She doesn't move forward. Right? Now, you think I have patience with her? Five years, hear the same story? I, actually, I, I don't. I, I told her, uh, from now on, don't call me. Okay? Only when you're ready to move on, you call me because I can't help you. Right? It's not that I don't have patience, but I think if we are not going to live in patience, nothing can change in your life. Okay? Um, listen, I think I said it in the first service. Whatever your drama is, it's not the biggest problem in the world. Okay? There are other people with greater drama than you. It's not the biggest problem in the world. Okay? Now, for years... I lived with in-laws who didn't like me. Okay? They all took bets, you know. Okay, two years, uh, if divorce already, uh, you, uh, I win 500 ringgit. If three years, uh, divorce already, uh, I win 800 ringgit. So they all took bets. Okay? Now it's coming to 29 years. How do you think I feel? How do you think I feel when it's my wedding anniversary, my wife says, let's invite all of them. <laughs> so you think I'm just like, hmm, Hello? Itu duit kasih sini semua kalah kan? <laughs> of course, I'm not going to do that. Well, how do I deal with people like that? So I remember my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, asked me, actually, how do you tolerate us? I said, it's very easy. Wherever I go in the world, I preach about what you all did to me. <laughs> Only thing I haven't done so far is mention your name. <laughs> but who knows, one day, it might accidentally come out. <laughs> <laughs> she came and said, I thought you were a nice guy. Oh, when? When did you think I was a nice guy? Oh, no, from the very beginning. You're actually my favorite brother-in-law. I said, well, you, you, you say it one more time, I have a heart attack already. <laughs> because the first time she met me, she told me this. Right? Listen, she told me this. Listen, I'm a lawyer. I know a lot of gangsters. You do anything to my sister, you'll be dead before my sister even come running home crying. And then, and then, you know, my wife, she was there. And Narish, she's serious, okay. <laughs> hey, you're supposed to be on my side, right? <laughs> she's serious. Like, as though I needed this warning. <laughs> but, you know, today they've all forgotten all these threats. And who cares? If I'm going to continue to think, oh, how come you talk to me like that? How come when I got married, you didn't come? Okay, because I remember this sister-in-law, she told me, um, you know, my daughter is getting married at another year. Uh, can you do the wedding? You know, the first thought come to my mind. When I got married 29 years ago, did you come? That's, that's thought in my mind. Okay? So what am I talking about? What happened to me, right? And I was thinking, soon I'm going to go and preach this kind of message somewhere. How can I shame on me to think like this? What happened to me? What you all did to me 29 years ago? No, 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 no. You know, because of what you all did to me, now, even your daughter wants me to marry her. That's good. That's okay. Right? Nothing good is going to happen to you if you only focus on the bad things. Now, I want to tell you a story of this um, man. 
He was a young boy when the story started, but now he's a man. Have any of you heard of this person called Mahmadu Gasama? Now you have. I just told you, right? <laughs> okay. So that's him when he was seven years old, and he's you know with his uh, father and his father's friends. They come from a little village in a country called Mali. You want patience, right? I pray that God send you to Mali. <laughs> the pastor, please, don't pray. I won't go to France. No, 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 no. You go to Mali first, right? Because this fella started his trip in Mali. Okay, he was, he was, he was 14 years old when his father told him, "Look, there's no future for you here. Your brother went many years ago to France. You go and look for your brother in France. Maybe he'll help you." But you know they had no contact. So go to France and just ask, "You know my brother." How do you find the brother, right? Okay, now, uh, I think you guys travel overseas, right? No, you don't travel overseas. Pastor, you allow people in your church, in the service, to tell lies. <laughs> okay, never mind. You, you have gone to countries in Asia, right? Okay. So from Singapore, how would you go to China? Sorry? You take a train? You take a plane, yeah. This is not this is the way normal people travel, right? Okay. So if you if you want to travel somewhere overseas, go and buy a plane ticket, right? This guy didn't have money for a plane ticket, so he walked. He walked, you know, they had to start in Mali. He went down uh, to the country down there called Shad, and then he walked up all the way. Of course, he didn't walk across the Mediterranean Sea, lah, okay? That part he jumped on a boat. He jumped on a boat in an illegal manner, so they had to pay anything. Alright? So uh, he, most of this is desert. He walked through the desert. When he came in Libya, you know, this guy, he's, he's, he's black skin, right? In Libya, the people are fairer skin. So they, they caught him and they beat him up and they made him a slave for about a few months and he escaped. And finally, he got on a ship and arrived in Europe, in Italy. Now, people in Mali can speak French, but they can't speak Italian. Somehow, he survived in Italy. By... The, f the time he reached France, all right, do you remember how old was he when he started the journey? Now, finally reached France at age 21. Seven-year journey. He went as a boy. He arrived a man. Now, staying alive for seven years, just believing somehow at the end of this journey you meet your brother. My friends, that's what you call patience. Day after day, not worrying about what other trouble will I have today, but thinking today is another day closer for me to meet my brother. Thank God I survived yesterday. And should I survive today, tomorrow I'll wake up in the morning to thank God I survived another day. Look, whatever your dramas are, not as big as this. You haven't left Asia, right? Would you prefer this? <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. So finally, he got into France, went to Paris. I don't know how the whole details are. He met his brother, got reunited with the brother. Okay. Now I'm just thinking, what would this person, Mahmadu Gassama, have learned for every day in seven years? I just imagine he just probably learned to survive. He had no money. How does he eat? Survived. He, he, he must have eaten, right? 
and he survived. No ticket, but he got on a boat. He arrived in Italy. He can't speak Italian. He survived. And he got to France and finally met his brother. Okay? Now that's seven years of patience. What he did not know was his life was about to change. See, like many of the good people in life, he was a football fan. Are you a football fan? Okay, so you're not a good person. <laughs> so he was a football fan who in 2018 wanted to watch the Champions League final in a cafe in France. He was walking to the cafe with his brother and girlfriend. Hey, not bad, huh? This kind of person with this kind of life also can get girlfriend, you know. <laughs> so you don't have girlfriend, you take this journey. <laughs> you got a girlfriend? Okay, I recommend this journey for you. <laughs> because this guy goes through this journey, also can have girlfriend, no? Ah, and then, you know, now you know what your mistake is. Big mistake. <laughs> you go through this journey, you get girlfriend. You have a son, right? Huh? Hey, what's, his, what's your name? Gerard, I know that you are willing to do this, but your daddy and mommy will never release you. <laughs> they will kill me first. <laughs> you want to release him on this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Okay, wait. Eh? wait. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't touch this anymore. So, they were walking, and they saw this four-year-old baby hanging from a balcony. Four-year-old baby hanging from a balcony. I don't know how the baby got there. Nobody was at home. As you can see from this video, there were a few hundred people watching the baby hanging. And I'm sure not of, there were quite a lot of them who were videotaping it. Otherwise, how do we get this? <laughs> okay, now you watch this. Eh? What happens in the next 30 seconds? Watch. See, there's a lot of supporters for this. <laughs> I have a few questions in my mind. What was happening between age of 14 to 21? that prepared him to do this. I can't imagine. I just cannot imagine. All I can think of as he must have gone through every day trying to survive life. Okay, number one. Number two, what happened in those seven years that caused him to be the only one to react like this? In the interview that he gave, he said, all that was going through his mind is, God, don't let me give up until I reach the top. That was the only thing going through his mind. I wonder if he'd been praying like this for seven years. God, don't let me give up until I reach my goal. See, that is what patience does to you. It creates consistency. It creates routine. And then, when your super moment will arrive, because it will arrive. Hmm? 
There is the president of France talking to Mamadou Gassama. The incident happened on Saturday, this Monday morning. All right? Uh, Mamadou Gassama, in case you didn't realize it, I didn't tell you, he entered illegally into France. Now, the president of France gave him citizenship. And the president asked him, what else can I do for you? He said, oh, my brother. He came before me. He doesn't have citizenship. Okay, given. He said, one more, Mr. President, my girlfriend. And I'm sure, I'm sure Macron was thinking, you come here illegal, also got girlfriend. <laughs> and somehow she's illegal. <laughs> Two illegals together. Now say, please, give her the, uh, the, the, the citizenship as well. Okay, gave it to her. They asked him, can I give you a job? Sure, you can. So they, a week later, inducted him directly into the French fire service. No need to go through the training because what he can do, the, the people in the, in the fire service cannot do. So they, he told, they told him, can you please come up with some module to train these people? He said, I also don't know how to do it. You need to have a baby hanging there that I can do. <laughs> if there's no baby hanging, ask me to just climb up, I can't do it. I don't know how to teach people how to do this. Okay? Uh, this, I think he went to America to receive a, an award six months later. And then finally, he went to the United States Congress and he received an award. Everything changed for him in 30 seconds. After that, he told them, enough, huh? no more awards, because I haven't seen my parents for seven years. So he went back to Mali to see his parents seven years later. Okay? My friends, patience always has its fruit. What if, this, what if this person had learned to give up much earlier? What if this person didn't want to start his journey because everybody else fly, why should I walk? then there wouldn't be this kind of ending. What if along the way he says, you know, I think, I think my brother is dead. No point looking for him. Let me just stay in Italy. This reminds me of a verse in Isaiah 64 and verse 4. This is what patient people are like. They wait on God. I don't think I have any ability to be a waiter because I don't like people scolding me when I didn't do anything wrong. Sir, this food eh, is actually fine. So many people ate it. So if you find something wrong with the food, it is you that has something wrong. Okay? I give you back your money. Please go away. That's probably how it will end if I'm the waiter. <laughs> because I do, not have, I do not believe that the customer is always right. You are right when you are right. You cannot be always right, isn't it? Yeah? Uh, Gerard, are you in school? I mean, you tell the teacher, lah, teacher, I must get 100 marks because I am the customer. I'm always right. You see what your teacher will tell you? <laughs> it's not going to work. Here's a man called Moses. Moses was living in the palace. Then he decided to leave the palace. Now, this is what I mean by you're already comfortable, you're going to choose affliction. What's wrong with you? So anyway, through this affliction, he had to run away. Okay, Mamadou Gassama, seven years. Moses, 40 years. By now, he's already 80 years old. Now, imagine, you know, uh, an 80-year-old job applicant come to you. He says, I have no experience in this job, but I'm 80 years old. Can you give me a job? There are two things against you. First, you have no experience. If you have no experience and you are young, I think it's okay, right? But you have no experience, and you're old. 
I'm not going to give you a job, please. You know, by the time you take things, right, the, 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 you, you, you do things which people do in one month, sorry, you do things in a, in, in a, in a month which people will take to do in a, in, in a day. So slow. So Moses was used by God when he was 80 years old. Now he, he, he told God, I'm not capable. I, when I read the Bible, I said, hey, yeah, tell, him, tell God one more thing. If you really wanted to use me, why you wait so long? And probably God's answer would be, 40 years ago, you're not ready. If you're patient, any time can be a good time. Any time can be a good time. So, for 40 years, the Bible tells me in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4, that this Moses would just climb up the mountain. What mountain is that? Y'all don't know. It says Mount Sinai, right? And it was called the mountain of God. So you, if this is Mount Sinai, would you bring all your flock up here to eat what? Chicken rice? <laughs> There's nothing here. This will be more like going to become you know, lamb barbecue very soon. There's nothing here. So why would he come up there? Because he, I think he believed that that's where God was. You know, it doesn't matter whether God was actually there. What matters is when God looks at you and says, this guy is hungry for me. Even if he is wrong, he is still hungry. Okay? Look, you can be right but not hungry. You are useless. You can be wrong but hungry, perfectly fine. You know, some years ago, there were these um, three people that put their money together, young people below the age of 30, put their money together and they started a company. So they asked me, Pastor, would you be our advisor? I said, okay, can, no problem. So as time was going on, I was just looking at what's happening in the company. You know, uh, I think I, as the advisor, worked harder than them. They were, they were, they were, they were people who put money in, but they also paid themselves salary, but they never paid me anything. They paid themselves. So the, the, they always come ask me this, company shop money, where do we get investors? And then stop paying yourself. Is the company profitable? No. So finally, I was a bit tired of this dealing. I said, look, uh, we're going to have a board meeting tomorrow. Uh, uh, okay, Ken, what time? I said, 5 a.m. You mean 5 p.m.? Traffic jam, no? I said, yeah, 5 p.m. is traffic jam. That's why I said 5 a.m. So they look at me. 5 a.m. Who, which, they actually use this word, you know, which idiot calls for a meeting at 5 a.m.? Me. <laughs> but you're not a board member. I said, well, I'm an advisor. I advise you to show up for that meeting tomorrow or else. So there was one person who knew this experiment, one of the three people. The other two didn't know. So I told her, Whoever comes tomorrow at 5 a.m., that will survive with this company. Whoever doesn't come, you buy them out. Kick them out of the company because they don't have hunger. Because for your company to succeed, we must work 24-7 for the next three to four years. People cannot do it every day who say, oh, my mother's sick. I got to attend friend wedding. I attend somebody's engagement. Later, I got to go for a date. Yeah, these people... They, they cannot be relied on. Just because they put in money and they call themselves as a director, it doesn't make any difference. Just buy them out. So as I predicted, 
I showed up at 4.45. That other person showed up at 4.45. The other two showed up at 7.30. So the, the meeting came to order, and the, the other the first director said, look, i buy the both of you out now. Here's the check. Take it. They were both stunned. Okay, company survived. If the other two stayed, company would have died. 40 years, Moses might have been wrong going up that mountain. But he was hungry. It's okay to be wrong. Not okay to have lack of appetite, lack of desire. Now, watch this carefully, right? Then there was this burning bush on the mountain. And the Bible describes that God was in the bush. I don't understand this, but let's just go with it, okay? The story is very interesting. God was in the bush. Apparently, a burning bush is nothing new. So Moses walked by. Nothing new, right? It's just like Singapore, you go food court, you saw chicken rice, right? you just walk by. Nothing new, right? Then you suddenly saw the word free. <laughs> oh, oh, this one new. Huh? You come back, huh? okay? You came back, right? Chicken rice free, okay? Uh, someone was telling me, you know, in, 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 in KL, there's this um, person who was a chicken seller in the market. Because of the high price of chicken, he said, you know, I'll give everyone free chicken. The number one people who took the free chicken, right, they're the vegetarian. <laughs> I don't know what they did with the chicken. <laughs> I said, why? Because free, ma. We haven't encountered this. Even if I don't eat it, I must take it. <laughs> okay, so Moses walked by. Where was God? In the bush. Moses already walked by God, right? So why, why doesn't God do something to attract his attention? <laughs> Here. He doesn't. He walked by. And in verse 4 it says, when the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside to look. Oh, what's this? Eh? How come there's a fire but the bush does not burn up? Then God spoke. Because I guess it, he needs a moment of curiosity. You must be hungry, then you'll be curious. This is the problem with people not patient. Everything must be fast. Everything must be fast. So they don't enjoy anything different in life. There are times when we have to be fast. Okay? Example, if you're a pilot of a plane and the plane is dropping, there, there is no time to fool around. If you don't control the plane, in 10 seconds, it's the end. I'll tell you a story. And this is not a story, actually. It's real. You want to hear I, would, I just don't want to say the flight because it can be very sad to know which flight it was. So, the, the, the captain, he's French. So, so, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, French, sorry. Yeah, he's French. The, so, the other way around. The captain is Indonesian. The first officer is French. So, what language do they speak to each other in? What can they speak French? Because the Indonesian will not understand French, right? And besides, he's the captain, right? He chose the language. Why don't they speak Indonesian? Because not every black person can speak Indonesian. Okay? I'm one of the exceptions. <laughs> yeah, the, the French guy was black. So they spoke English. 
you, you go and key all these phrases in Googler, Googler will tell you that I'm not joking. The plane had malfunction. Very simple task, all you have to do is pull up. Pull up the lever and gain control of the plane. So, the, the, the captain told the first officer, and it's not a joke, eh? it really happened. He said, push up. Now, here's the problem, right? Push is going down, up is going up. So, the, 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 the French guy looked at the, the other guy and said, you want me to push or you want me to pull? He said, okay. Then he said, pull up. No, sorry, he said, pull down. Pull down. Because down is the opposite of pull. Exactly what you want me to do. I, I, I just feel that the captain shouldn't have been giving instructions, he just done it himself, right? In trying to understand what the captain meant, was it push down or was it pull down and all this was complicated, right? It had been more than 10 seconds. By that time, they could not regain control of the plane. Crash. Everybody died. Nobody done it on purpose. Even the two pilots don't want to die. But what is my point? My point is there are moments we have to act fast. But not everything in life is about commanding, commandering a, a plane. There are some things in life which need to be taken one day at a time. Now, look at this. So there was a voice that came out of the bush. Moses! Moses! How many times? Twice. Now, whenever people call my name twice, it all depends on their tone. Nourish? Nourish. Ah, that is okay. <laughs> That's okay, I'm alright. Nourish! Nourish. What is my wife? Uh? <laughs> what is my wife? It's like, okay. Uh, one of it, I would say, I'm not here. <laughs> then who's talking? Uh, it is the burning bush. <laughs> the other one, I would say, oh, here I am. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Are you used to a burning bush talking to you? What would your response be when a burning bush talks to you? No, you say... Pastor Stephen, I'm having mental health issues. <laughs> a bush is now speaking to me. <laughs> I've got serious mental health issues. Help me, please. Yes? <laughs> you go home and tell your parents, I heard a bush speak. Then, you know, uh, Matthew, I'm really not sure whether your father will say, I think this is a problem. You need to go outside Asia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know, Moses responded, Naturally, this is the result. This is the result of 40 years of walking up that mountain. You become familiar. Patience is about these three things. Number one, exchange. There are always going to be negative moments in your life. There are going to be bad moments in your life. Moments you don't like. Moments which you didn't expect. Moments you lost somebody, moments somebody let you down, moments somebody left you, moments when you tried and you failed. This will happen. Not that I wish it for you, it will happen. Okay? That is the reason why we, God gives us the Holy Spirit. It's because the Spirit is in us, the bad moment happened to you. Find a positive element 
in the bad moment. You guys remember the story that I told you in the first service where I made a fool of myself on the pulpit and I was banned for seven years. And every year I just write a birthday card, right? So probably seven years when, when everyone in the church said this guy's a dangerous guy. I write birthday card, maybe like 4,000 birthday cards in seven years. Now, what kind of person does that? Patient person. Because I was telling myself, this is a very bad moment. I must find something positive here. It's a bad moment, but I've got to find something positive. I cannot die here. My, whatever my gifting is cannot end here. Now, seven years later, when I was 25, right, I was already an associate pastor in the church. And six months after that, I got invited to the same conference as a speaker. Nobody there remembered me from, you know, when I was 18 years old. What's my point? You know, expectation. If you live in expectation, somehow, some way that I cannot explain, God is creating a super moment for me. Now, you ask this guy, Gasama, Mahamadu Gasama, how did your life change? You think he's going to tell you that my life changed the day I left my father's house? He's going to tell you, my life changed in 30 seconds. Everything that happened before that was to prepare for that 30 seconds. And God did not tell me beforehand, on this date, at this time, that 30 seconds is going to happen. Remember, you go there wearing gloves, okay? And you wear the light shoes and don't wear tight jeans because this will stop you from reaching the top. And remember every day you've got to practice like 10 hours climbing and somebody must time you 28 seconds. Anything more than 28 seconds and the baby will drop. Nothing happened like that. But every day you go through normal, natural situation. And you can maybe ask yourself, what am I doing this for? Like Moses could ask himself, here I am, you know, 80 years old, taking care of another man's sheep climbing up the mountain, believing God is going to meet me here. What am I doing here? My life is passing me by. I'm 80 years old. Nobody will hire 80 years old. Can God use 80 years old? But why did he keep on going up the mountain? Because he remembered a super moment will arrive. When he stood before Pharaoh 10 times, 10 plagues, super moments. When the people said, I will be one water, you had to create a super moment. No time for stress. Okay? All this happened because he learned to be patient in expectation. If today doesn't happen, be tomorrow. Maybe today didn't happen because if I were to climb up the, the, the balcony, I will fall from the second floor. That's why it didn't happen today. Another day it will happen. Lastly, how many of you want to become rich. <laughs> Pastor Stephen went up very fast. <laughs> and then the wife said, oh, he wants to be rich, I also. <laughs> no need lah, one of you enough, right? <laughs> Can share, right? <laughs> huh? No, no, but it's, you know, it's, it's more fun if just one of you make the money, the other one spend the money. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay, so can you all please, I, I noticed you all didn't write anything down. Can you write it down? I give you the three. No other speaker will give you the three tips how to become rich. Quick, write it down. you never get anywhere else. Only me. Are you ready? Carol, are you ready? Number one. Okay. You must be born into a rich family. Okay. Is it like too late already? 
Huh? How, how many of you is too late? Okay, that's why I got three. Number one, no. Okay, I got two more. Don't, don't give up. You must marry a rich person. Okay, how, how many of you did that? Huh? Too, too late. <laughs> too late, too late. Then you have to be like me. I can only do the third one. <laughs> I have to work hard and make money. <laughs> and you're not married yet. You can still. <laughs> can do something about it. So, how, how, how many of you are like me? Number three. You belong to the number three club. Ah? Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. Listen to this. Have you ever met a person who became rich overnight and continued to be rich even after 40, 50 years? Think about it. Okay? Now, the easiest example I can give you is have you ever met a person who goes to Marina Bay and make a lot of money there? I don't know what's the biggest amount that you can win there, you know? Could you tell me? Because you, you all know, is it? Uh, okay, no, no, no. So we don't know. We never go there. <laughs> We go there only Universal Studio. How do you know? Okay, how much is the biggest? Okay, maybe 10 million? Okay, 10 million. Okay, that's a matter. Right. <coughs> There's a guy, I forgot his name. He, he's from Romania. He's a mathematics professor. He won the lottery three times. Not once, three times. He used a system. Now that system is illegal. Uh, and I won't tell you what it is. Uh, it's not, so not possible for you to do it. Right? Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> what, what he did was, he, he guaranteed people, if you give him $1, he will give you back $100. So there were a lot of people who gave him money. So what he did is he bought every ticket in the draw. So he showed to win, right? And the, and the, and the, the money in the, in the draw, the, the price in the draw is, is his higher value than the total ticket sold. Stupid, right? The people organized it. He did it three times, and then he found out, hey, this guy is gaming the system. Well, here's what I want to tell you. He won the lottery three times. He's now confirmed bankrupt. So if you win three times, not enough. You must win at least four or five, because the person who wins three times is bankrupt already. <laughs> What's the reason? Because if you take shortcuts, this is what will happen. Patience is to make sure that you build, you get, you keep. Anything done too fast disappears, ex except when you are a pilot. So trust the process. You're not born in a rich family, right? You don't have a rich spouse, right? Okay, then the other process. Just trust it. It will work for you. But it will take time. And God will say to you, I'm not going to leave you. I told you I will be with you until the end of time. I got time. I'm not the one with the time problem. Maybe, you know, I will just delay Jesus coming so that you will enjoy the wealth. Maybe. Be patient. Let's pray. Father, we've heard your word today. We want to be people who can endure. Every bad moment, we exchange it with a positive element. Father, we learn to embrace the process. We trust the process. 
We don't want to be rushing into the process too much, too fast. Lord, would you please place on each person here today the wisdom for patience? Because you are never going to take your hands off our life. We can be patient. And when situations happen that we just don't want it to happen, but it happens, we can learn to deal with it. So we just want to leave your word here with your people and we ask you to just build it into them. See that brother there who's uh, sitting in the corner? Would you stand up? What is your name? Ah, I'll pray for you, Joshua. Okay. All right. You didn't look like the Joshua that I know. What do you do? Huh? You did something? No. I saw you like two months ago, right? Or three months ago. You look different, Joshua. Okay. Hey, listen. I, 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 I feel you are coming to a moment of destiny. And you're about to choose between two paths. One is an easy, common path. And the other is a path that is not common, not easy. I am not going to tell you what to choose. I will just tell you both paths will have God being with you and causing you to be relatively successful. But deep in your heart, you know which path you are supposed to take because that path that you choose will affect how much impact you make around you. Because your life is meant for the masses. Your life is meant for groups of people, not just one person. You are going to change the lives of many people based on the path that you choose. Both paths will be relatively successful. But only one of those two paths will cause you to be an inspiration, will cause you to be a person who can make a difference in the life of groups of people. And you will know instinctively and intuitively which part is that uh, there is no obligation for you to choose that path I just wanted you to know what lies further down the road for that path so we want to just surrender Joshua into your hands Amen okay these, these three people here right? I don't think I met you before right first time No, not the first time. They've been here, but I've not seen them, right? I should have. How do I know? They wear masks. Everybody wears masks. <laughs> What's your name? Ah, ah, Peter's family. Why are you all trying to trick me? Why are you trying to trick me? Wait, uh, Giselle, I remember. Your name how is that? Huh? Zeph Zephan. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, 
Oh, this one, huh? Okay, I know. Okay, I pray for three of you. Eh? Just stand up. Are you like 12 years old or 13 years old, Zephyr? 13, okay. Uh, you are, you're the older sister, right? 15? 15. And you are like, what, 20? <laughs> no, no, 20 plus plus. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. All right, let me pray. Um, yes, do not be discouraged by the, 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 the uncertainties that happen around you. For the Lord is going to once again make straight and streamline things around you. Give it time. It will come around. Give it time. It will come around. There is no permanent loss to what has unexpectedly happened. There is a time of healing and a time of restoration. And June, um, do not consider um, the thing that you're working on which suddenly feels like uh, it just disappeared. All right, the money is not something you can recover, but the ideas, the ideas and the, and, the, and the business plan that you had, it can still be revived. And be of good heart, God will send you people that are going to be willing to put a big investment in it, bigger than yours, but it will still allow you to control it. So Lord, we just want to release this family into your hands and also for Giselle Lord I, I ask that you would give her a great sense in design and creative things and she will be able to see things in her mind even before somebody can commit it on paper or put it into real life so I ask that for creativity and design be strong in her mind and in her heart we just release them into your hands Amen I believe all of you have been um, greatly blessed by the word of the Lord and I don't let anything that happened to you to stop you, uh, but let God continue to work in you because patience, also the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that will continue to work in you. Then uh, you will achieve the super moment in your life. Those who believe, say, Amen, Amen. Okay, just a quick reminder once again that next Sunday there is no second service, but we'll combine into one service at 10 a.m. bilingual service. And we will have our AGM at 12 p.m. You are all welcome for the AGM. All right. So once again, let's give thanks to uh, Dr. Banaya. Give him a big hand for coming and sharing with us. All right. Will you stand with me as we close? Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for all that you have done in our lives. We thank you for the works of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And Father, as we go through this journey, we learn to trust the process that you allow us to go through. And we believe, Lord, the super moment will come and you'll make everything beautiful in its time. So bless each and every one of us today. Bless Dr. Benaya and his family. Continue to use them in a powerful way. And bless each and every one of us, and especially for those who have been prayed for. They will continue to trust you and believe in you and put their whole heart to do what you want them to do. Father, we thank you, Lord. You open up the gates of heaven and bless each and every one of us. Bless our brothers and sisters who are on overseas. Bless them, Lord, who have been affected by COVID. Pray they continue to touch them and heal them wherever they are. 
bless you people lord god we thank you father bless your church would you please lift up board your hand receive the blessings of the lord May the blessings of our Heavenly Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you from now on and forevermore in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week ahead. God bless you all.